Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Enjoy listening and watching as addiction experts Mark Sheeran and I cover controversial as well as helpful topics on addiction, how to move past it, and other related subjects. As two of the co-founders of the Freedom Model, Mark and I will give you a completely new perspective on the topics that matter to you. We will take to task the Recovery Society's lies and misinformation and replace them with facts, research, and the methods to move on from addiction struggles without 12-step meetings, rehabs, and the shackles of endless recovery. Let's escape the treatment and recovery trap together and learn to be free. Welcome to the truth. Hey everyone, Michelle here. I'm so excited to let you know about Freedom Model International Membership. Get support as you deprogram from the 12 steps and the shackles of addiction recovery. For a low monthly membership fee, you get the Freedom Model online program, which includes our books, our audiobooks, workbooks, and all the additional lessons. You also get the Freedom Model for the Family online program as well. You will get a live members-only two-hour question and answer webinar with Mark and myself the last Wednesday of every month. And each week, we're going to add a new video lesson. We call this the What We Learned This Week series. Lastly, we also have the Freedom Model International monthly newsletter, where we're going to tackle the current events and the latest research for you. All this for just $39.95 per month. You can stay a member for as long as you need, and you can suspend or cancel your subscription whenever you're ready. Go to online.thefreedommodel.org to sign up today. Here we are again. Hi, everybody. Hi, I'm sorry we missed last week, but I had a bit of a cold, so I might cough and clear my throat a bit, Because, yeah. but I'm feeling a lot better. Um, so today we are going to, well, we were going to talk about, we were going to tell funny AA stories. So Mark is going to tell a funny AA story right now, but then we're going to talk about, you know, how difficult it can be to leave AA. Yeah. Um, and, and move, we're going to talk about moving past recovery, fully past recovery. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's a certain, um, process. Sometimes you have to go through to extricate yourself from that whole cult, right? It's, yeah. it's not like you just, you get involved in a cult and you just leave. I mean, there are people <laughs> of course that go to one meeting and they look at it and they go, this is strange, you know? Um, and, and then they never go back. Right. But most people that we're talking about are the people that have been heavily invested in AA and it takes a little bit of work to get out. Um, and we had some podcasts on this topic, but we have some new tools that you can use to uh, get out of it quicker now. Yeah. Um, and not feel exciting. so alone while you're doing it. That's right. That's right. Um, which we'll talk a little bit about, but we'll, we'll address that in a minute. So I have this funny story. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so me and this this fellow, a good friend of mine, Jim, had we were going to meetings down in southern New York and going to AA meetings. And this one weekend, at this point, we had moved on with our lives and AA was seemingly getting more and more ridiculous to us as, as the days went on, as the years piled on. And we're probably pretty close to the end of when I finally made the decision to leave for good. And I said to, to Jim, I go, listen, man. Let's let's make up a slogan that is completely meaningless 
I remember this, by the way, but this is, this is hilarious. <laughs> and then we'll see if it catches on and what it morphs into. Um, and so we had decided that we were going to say at the end of when we spoke and, and don't forget wet birds fly at night, <laughs> right? It, it's, it means nothing. It's absurd. And so we were, so we were laughing our asses off about this. And so we never expected the result we got from this, but it just tells you how, how tricky it is that people will, will repeat just about anything to fit in. Yeah. To not look like the odd ball or the odd duck. Like they don't understand. They're not going to ask the question. Like, what does that even mean? Right. Like we were people that would ask those questions, but most people don't. Right. So, but this is just comical. I mean, it's so absurd. I can't even begin to tell you. So, so Jim is talking one night and uh, at a meeting and he says his piece and, and he says, and you know, whatever the topic was, let's say it was on keeping it simple or something. And then he goes, and, and please, everybody don't forget that wet birds fly at night. He said it very serious. <laughs> and then it, it, it went around, it was going around the circle, you know, and it came to me and I said my piece. And in the middle of my piece, I decided to modify it a bit. And I was like, you know, wet birds don't fly at night. And, but let me keep going with my story. And so I went on with my story. So I stuffed this saying right in the middle of it and it, and it was totally meaningless. It didn't fit and and nobody, nobody asked. And then I ended mine with the same thing. And don't forget what birds fly at night. And I look around the room and I was good at this. And I saw like three people go, mm, mm, so deep. Yes. So yes, deep. I, I get it. You know? And so and then, then we, we went to meetings there uh, down in this part of New York. Um, for the next week we would go and, and, and Jim was in a band and stuff. So he had his bandmates there. And so we started talking about this and, and a couple of people behind the scenes were like, what, 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 do you, what the hell is this? See, I, and, and we're like, we're making, we made it up, dude. And so they started parroting it. Well, when, once we had like three or four people parroting this, then it just took off. It, this became the thing. Now, mind you, I don't go to meetings with them down there. I, I don't do that. <laughs> but when, but cause they we, like, they took they went all over New York with meetings right, to go to meetings and and I hear them saying this shit and I and I remember asking who's now my husband I'm like what the hell does that even mean and he's like it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything and I'm like why are they saying it and so it, it ends up that people completely unrelated to us down in and in, in like three different meetings start just parroting like us. it starts showing up at meetings without them there and it took everything I had every time I'd hear it to not just completely bust a gut and uh eventually it faded out when somebody you know it was like that dude doesn't it, mean they, anything. they were making fun they you were know? mocking and, you. yeah people were pissed but they weren't going to say they were pissed because they didn't want to be identified as one of the people that were they saying followed it, it. and yeah. it's like you know it's it's like all of those kinds of slogans and the bumper stickers and you know all of those things it's it, it a lot of them are pretty meaningless yeah. And you know, and that's what, that's, what's a little, as funny as that is. Um, those are the things that make leaving AA tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Tricky because you're, you're sh like the reason people would start parroting that is because you're told not to question anything. Yeah. It's, it's, it was shocking a little bit. And uh, yeah. now try to understand at this point, I had probably been to 2,500 meetings in my life. I was so bored with all of it. I knew I didn't need it. I think I was, we, we were slowly getting out of this yeah. whole, this whole thing. 
and uh <clears throat> yeah so it was it was hilarious <laughs> I, I you know and i started just making fun of the whole system because i was like this is craziness and and now please understand also i don't i'm not making fun of the tragedy that happens around no, AA. God, no. um <clears throat> Excuse we me. experienced so, it firsthand for many years. Yeah, but th there comes a point where you're doing it every day, and you're wondering, "What the hell am I doing here?" Yeah. Um, now that brings us to the topic at hand, which is the process of leaving AA. So, like I like I started with, <clears throat> some people can can go to a couple of meetings and leave, and and they're not invested, and it's pretty easy for them to do that. Uh, but for you, some of you folks out there, you probably have been to. Uh, and and heavily invested. Maybe you've been to, you know, a hundred meetings or thirty meetings, and or you're in treatment. Or thousands. Uh, maybe you've been yeah. for ten years, and and maybe it felt like AA was helpful to you at the beginning. I felt like it was helpful to me at certain points, um, and so that makes it all that much more difficult. Maybe you've built your whole life there. Maybe you're married to somebody in the program like I was, or I, I mean, I still am married to him, but we're not in the program. You know, we thankfully left together. Um, and so when your whole life is invested in, in it, it can make it impossible Yeah, or it, seem impossible to leave. And I see it all the time on the uh, leaving AA groups and Facebook and the various social media platforms, this and we've talked about this, this purgatory where you're between oh, yeah. leaving AA or any 12-step group. It can be NA, it can be CA, whatever it might be. Um, and and then being free. Being free is shockingly wonderful, but de deceivingly difficult to get to because of the amount of misinformation oh, yeah. that you don't know about. Yeah, the faulty belief system. That's right. The that is that. You, yeah, you you may not even realize it. That's right. So so, and and I've been using the term more and more about logical errors because if you have a problem, whether it's over drinking or whatever the problem is, whether it's fixing your car, whether it's a health issue, whether it's your finances, if you have a problem, and then the solution has logical errors in it, you won't solve the problem. So in most normal situations, when you don't solve a problem, you know it and you say to yourself, okay, I got to modify the information, mm. right? Mm -hmm. to, to solve it. I got to come up with a different strategy. Here's what's weird about uh, a cult. It doubles down on the method. Instead of changing and adapting the method to come up with a better solution, one that actually is effective, they just double down on the model. And they hmm. keep you trapped in the in the logical error. And so they blame the person and not the methodology. And it would be like going to welding school and having a welder that you didn't plug in. It, it's not going to weld. Right. And then saying, what's wrong with you? How come you can't weld? You know, you need to try harder. That's a good and analogy. Every day you need to come in here and weld those plates together. Or you're not going to pass the course. And no matter how hard you try you're at fault. Unless somebody comes along and says, hey, there's a logical error here. You need to plug the machine in. You got the right. wrong information, you know? And Daniel Plorge just did his lesson in Freedom Model International that is on this very topic, that if you don't have the right information, you're not going to make the best choices. You know, it's not that you're making bad choices to begin with. It's that you have the wrong information. 
Right. You're not, you're not going to be able to achieve what you're trying to achieve if you don't, if you have inaccurate information. I, I mean, it's, it's, and the thing about when you've gone to a 12 step program, um, the, the hardest part about it is you're discouraged from, from critical thinking, right? Critical thinking is seen as a symptom of an imaginary disease that nobody really has, but you're told you have. And, and if you stop critical thinking, I mean, can you imagine if you stopped it for just about anything else in your life, you know, but in AA, you're told you have to stop it for just about everything. Yeah, which is how something like what birds fly at night can gain traction. Yes. I'm I'm sorry for laughing, but it was so funny. Um it was. But if it wasn't so damn tragic, it's just indicative of just how how far off base uh a cult is. Right. But that's the kind of experiments you would run though. Like like that was like an early experiment yeah. with with uh, you know, how gullible are people? Well, here's here's an interesting thing that Jerry did with me, um, probably in the first two weeks that we were together as a mentor and mentoree when it came to being a research assistant to him. Um, he said, I want you to go down to the Union Inn. You're going to tell the bartender, and this is a bar in Schenectady. Oh, New York. that used to be a place I had. And he goes, <laughs> you're going to take a, a notebook down with you. You'll tell the bartender that you're going to be in the corner. You can buy a couple of sodas, whatever it is. And um, you're going to keep track of everybody that comes into the bar. You're going to write down as best you can how many drinks they have and the behavior. And and I thought, okay, why am I doing this? He goes, you'll understand afterwards. And so I, I wrote it all down. I spent eight hours there. I come I come back the next day. I, I tabulated all the information into a table. And I, you know, handwritten in those days. I wasn't good on a computer. And uh, I remember using a ruler for the lines. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And so I said, well, there was one fellow that was crying in his beer. There was another girl that was very sad. There was a couple that went in the bathroom and had sex. There was, there was actually a scuffle of two retired cops. Um, and they took it outside and they, they just kind of pushed each other around, which was entertaining. Um, they didn't really fight. Um, and then there was a group of uh, young men and two girls playing darts for about two hours, drinking a ton of beer and having a good time. And then there was one person that was just sitting there quietly enjoying himself. Mm -hmm. Watching people probably. Yep. And there My was the classic thing. sort of uh, situation where there was a woman that was older and trying desperately to be young. And it was sad. It was really sad mm -hmm. to watch. And that made me sad. Um, and she was hitting on the guys and they were mistreating her. And I didn't like that that much. I can tell you that. So there was, there was all these different things. And so I said, Jerry, why did you have me do that? And he said, because how can one drug... Uh, make somebody sexual, make somebody angry, make somebody sad, make somebody uh, obviously have lowered inhibitions and cast themselves onto others in that way. And he, and he went down my list and he goes, how can one drug do all that? And, and obviously it can't. It's the same molecule in your physical body, but our beliefs about it are, are so different. Now, what's my point? My point is, is that how we think about things is so very important and it's no different in AA. The way you think about alcohol can be completely screwy and you come up with all kinds of logical errors about the powers of alcohol, right? As these people yeah. in the bar setting did, as I did when I was drinking. Well, we do the same thing in AA. We do the same, we come up with a belief that in this case, my, my joke tells you how meaningless it is, but it gains meaning, right? To people. 
and it takes on a life of its own, but it has nothing to do with solving the problem. Right. Okay. So you can have the most wonderful slogans in the world, right? That sound amazing and meaningful and um, deep and they don't, but they don't tell you what to do. So, so to that point, you might have something that has a shred of truth. So it sounds, yes. it sounds really good. Like for instance, one day at a time is a great thing when you're anxious about a oh, large project yeah. or you're going through a divorce and you got to just take things one day at a time. And so you don't lose your mind. Or you've got um, a health issue. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a, you know, a, or terminal illness. That's a, that's a, really good way to look at it is I've got each day, you know? Yep. And you value, you value each day. Um, but it has nothing to do with quitting drinking. You see, so, so you might have a, a saying, like, keep it simple. Well, well, the truth of the matter is when you're changing a habit, a well-entrenched habit, and you, I mean, there's certain value to not projecting I, how I, hard things are going to be, That's true. you know, I mean, I mean, I, so it's not like it, it, living your life one day at a time can be valuable in very small bits because it, when you take it to the extreme, you're talking about not planning and just kind of being a rudderless ship, right? Well, that's, I think to, to AA's point, that's what they're saying. They're saying you only can do it one day at exactly, a time. Exactly. You are going to struggle, right? Right. But to your point, you're, you're pointing out the value of that. And that that's to my point that. AA takes something that has some value. Yes. And then they morph it into this. This yes. is the only way that you're going to stop drinking is to be fear-based one day at a time because tomorrow you may get shit-faced and be in jails, institutions, or death. So then they morph it into this, into this really negative, untrue scenario. Yeah. I mean, when we went, when I went to AA, I was told. You know, I, I mean, I want, I had failed out of college and I, I wanted to finish my degree and I was told, no, you can't do that. Right. You can't do that right now. That yep. would be too stressful for you. Well, I did it. I went back anyways, but, but I, I watched people get stuck, get mired in the one day at a time. I can't plan for my future because I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And, and I would watch them go in and out and struggle and not move forward in their life because they took that one day at a time to mean I'm just basically waiting to feel better. I'm just basically waiting so, for it to be easier. That is so true. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to wait for it to become easier. That's so dangerous. That's I'm just, I'm just going through the scenarios in my head of all the people that are, that you can see they're just itching to get on with their lives, but they're, but they're that, afraid. They're afraid. And one day at a time becomes this mantra that keeps them looped into a logical error. Yes. And, and so the, it isn't a solution for not drinking because, because it keeps you mired in meetings and focusing on drinking. Yes. The fear of drinking which is the very thing that drives drinking, you know? Yes. And, and so the beliefs about the powers of alcohol don't change, right? The yes. mythological powers of alcohol, That's right? Such a good point. Yes. You know, so, so by taking it one day at a time, what you do is you're instilling this idea that alcohol really does have so much power that you can't even plan for your future without cascading into some stress induced heavy use. Yeah. I, I don't think there was a more stressful time in my life than when I, stopped heavy drinking. 
Like that whole first six months was some of the most stressful time. I had basically my whole adolescence was drinking. And so now I'm an adult, but I failed out of college. I really didn't have anything going for me. I had been arrested. I had all these problems in my life and had just gotten out of a horrible relationship. And, and now I gave up the one thing I thought that I had that helped me with all of this stuff. And so there's, for most people, when they're giving up what, you know, this substance that has been an important part of their life, that's pretty goddamn stressful. Yeah. You know, so what makes that less stressful is moving forward with your life. Well, yeah. And, and so, so this is a case of a classic line that the truth will set you free. Yes. You know, for instance, people would say to me, Mark, why do you talk about moderation? That scares me. And I say, it's okay to be scared, right? It's okay to be scared. You're scared because you've been told a lie. And the truth is you can moderate if that's what you actually wanted to do so, if that's what you wanted to do. And some people don't know that. They don't understand how all this works. But, but by saying that you can moderate, you open a door to the truth. And that is, oh, I'm actually that powerful that I could do that. Of course you are. You, you have free will. You can do anything you want if that's what you want that's to right. do. And, uh, and so when we tell the truth, it opens the door to discussion. And it may be uncomfortable because what it does, it points out your logical errors. I'm telling you the truth that anybody can moderate. That's a simple fact. Now, whether you want to or whether you believe you can is, is a completely different subject that needs clarification. So, so we make lots of bold claims in the freedom model, but we also back it up with the methods to clear away the logical errors so that you can make the choice of whether you want to abstain or moderate or continue heavy use. It's all up to you. That's exactly right. It, so, so what we're really talking about is when – if you decide, if you're at that point where you want to, you've been going to meetings, maybe you're down to two or three meetings a week and you just want to make that, you just want to take that leap and be like, I got to be done with this. But all your friends are there. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're tied into it. And there's this nagging fear, mm. right? Cause I remember that nagging fear when, I mean, for me, leaving meetings was kind of a na- bit of a natural process because I, had a baby and, and I worked a vehicle out. I did. I worked full time, you know, and once I had my baby, you know, I was sponsoring a lot of women at the time. And so I was about, we were about five years in and, and we hadn't really started the leaving process yet. Um, but I systematically started telling the people that I was sponsoring that I just wouldn't have time to do that anymore. And of course I got a lot of shit for that. Yeah. You know, because there was, there's this, and I felt guilty. I felt terrible, but there was a part of me that a rational part of me that was thinking I didn't quit drinking. You know, I quit drinking because I wanted to be, I wanted to get, move on with my life. I wanted to get married. I wanted to have children. I wanted to have a career. I didn't stop drinking and stop that part of my life to trade it for my whole life surrounding me, not drinking. Does you know what I mean? And so my logical mind was like, no, to be a good mom, to be what I want, I need to be home with my baby. Yeah. You know? And, and so, so for me, that was kind of this natural way out. And, and, you know, 
these guys at the time, we were all kind of quietly knowing that shit was messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like I, the way people treated me when I started to leave it really solidified to me that this is totally messed up. Yeah. Yeah. When you try to leave is when you find out that it's a cult. Yes. Because boy, nothing scares a cult more than everybody going because they require you to be there for money. Especially that's, the that's, gurus. Yeah. And at yes, that point, Mark and I were like young people gurus. Yeah. You know, and we both, I mean, between the two of us probably sponsored at one point in time, I think I had 12 people I was sponsoring or got more than that. Yeah. You know? And so there was this, this total expectation if a guru leaves and is like, no, I don't really need this anymore. That is a scary thing for a lot of people. Yeah. It becomes heretical. It becomes like a religious movement where it's heresy and they come after you. I mean, AA in a lot of ways tried to wreck my life. In, oh my God. In, did they ever in unbelievably bad ways? And, uh, I won't get into that here, but just suffice it to say that if you ever contact me and you want that story, uh, you you actually won't believe it. It's so unbelievable what they did to me and my family, um, and at a corporate level, a uh, corporate yes, level, yeah, government, right up to the governor in New York. I mean, it was craziness. It was and and you'll hear craziness. that story from anybody who's challenged them. Yeah, because they way. go after you legally and in ways you would never imagine. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Um, but I got through it and I beat everybody in court and you and did. otherwise. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it was eight years of my life. Yeah. So here, here's what I want to say about all of that. So uh, I hear from people all the time, researchers and various people in the industry on our side of the fence that we've done the heavy lifting, myself, Michelle, Stephen, Jerry, and the whole team of people, Ryan, all the people through the years that have helped make the Freedom Model what it is today. And uh, about two years ago, Michelle and I embarked on this whole online building a, a path that was cost effective for anybody. Yes. Because I realized there's this massive need. Uh, I can't help you deprogram that much on Facebook Messenger. I just, right, right. I, I, just, I just can't because sometimes the mythology that a, a person <sighs> is, is steeped into is so deep that it's going to take some time. So we started with the Freedom Model Online program. We offered that for a certain cost. And that sold well. We, we've had a lot of people take us up on that and and start it, and they love it. And then I said, "Well, we, but there's a group of people that that can't afford that. It's like four hundred and fifty dollars. So I want to make it so that anybody, anybody can get this. Now we give away the book for free, but some people don't learn well by by, a by book reading, alone, right? right? By a book alone. So I had to figure out how can we do it so that you can deprogram from AA or any cult, any cult." And that involves substance use. And there are many of them, by the way. Um, treatment in and of itself can be very cult-like. Right. You know, when they when they do what they did to me, they keep you in a TC for 18 months. Um, totally needless. So how can we make it so that there's a vehicle where anybody can learn in the style in which they learn and they can choose which style to learn? Let me give you an example. Um, some people learn by reading, some people learn by watching video, some people learn one-on-one, -on -one. some people learn in a residential setting, some people, you know, so we have this whole system. So what we did is we created the Freedom Model International uh, membership, and that allows for everything, videotaped, reading, audiobook, and, and it has the Freedom Model uh, for the Family online program, it has 
the uh, original five seminars on why AA is a cult and why you should not go. Uh, that seminar series is is and presentations are also in that in that uh, program, and it's for thirty nine bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to we wanted to make it accessible to anyone, and and you can take it with you because you log in on your phone and you can do it anywhere. It's completely private. It's yours. You you have your own password. And then when you're done, you leave. Um, there's there. See, you know. The, the AA trolls that get in our group every once in a while and the critics are like, oh, you say rehab doesn't work and you have a rehab. No. We've never had a rehab. We've never had a rehab. We don't have a rehab. We have a place where people can come and and relax and have a private, comfortable setting where they're just kind of hanging out with us for a couple of weeks, three, four weeks, and learning the freedom model, being immersed yeah, in it without distractions. Right. It's an educational retreat. Yep. We don't, we don't have support groups or anything like that. We have a, a Facebook group for people who are learning the freedom model who might have some questions and, and to know that they're not alone. You're not alone in wanting to, to, to move past the whole recovery mindset. That's right. That so you're actually among the masses. Like it's only a very small percentage of people that stay in that whole recovery world. But you don't know that because all you've seen are right. those people in AA. And when you're in the cult, it feels like it's everyone. That's right. And and it's not. And um, so if you, if you want to get out of the cult, if you want to leave AA, if you want to do that efficiently with good scientifically proven facts, clarifying all the the logical errors and problems and misinformation of our recovery cent centered society if you want that then it's 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 super easy just go to online.thefreedommodel.org and all the options are there for you to look at that's yes. online.thefreedommodel.org i don't want this to sound like an ad but i have to let people know that it's here yeah you know so so in that respect i am promoting it because uh if you're like me, why spend eight to 12 years of your life? It, it, I was in AA for eight years before I figured out, oh my God, I'm in a cult. And then yeah. it took another four or five years for me to fully extricate myself. You could go through this online program and in a matter of weeks for 39 bucks be free. Yeah, totally free moving forward with your life. And like Mark said earlier, you to experience freedom, like true freedom, which I don't think I really had until about 2010. I think it was about 2010 when I finally started, my eyes were finally open and, and we'd been doing this already for a long time. Um, but I think for me, emotionally, I threw out the last vestiges of fear about substances, not until that time. I agree with that. I agree with that. And here's, here's the other aspect to what, to what I'm talking about. If you if you say, well, you know what? I don't want to spend 39 bucks, right? Okay. Get the book for get free. Get the book, read it. Get the book for free. <laughs> I, it's yours for free. Just use coupon code freedom 100 and go to thefreedommodel.org. Uh, download the book for free. It's yours. Also, all the podcasts are free. Also, so is the YouTube channel with over a hundred videos. Yes. So, great resource for you. Those videos. I, I have, I think 20 some like quick lessons that practically take you through the book on your own. So, um, I, I mean, we just want people to know they can be free. Yeah. So, so while 
some people will take all the free resources and patch together something that works for them, or maybe they only need a certain lesson and they can find it in that inventory of, of services. Um, that's why they're there. That you know, we've been doing that. We've had that since the internet began. So we have more free information than any other program in the world. That's important for you to know. So I'm not trying to make a fast buck on you. It's nothing like that. Just this demographic tends to, because you go there <laughs> because you've been fleeced because you've been yes. ripped off and, and given all sorts of promises. And, uh, and frankly, the people are, are not the best people in the world, some of them that run these things. But here's, here's also something that you have to think about. Michelle and I run this, and yeah. here we are talking to you. Yes. If, if, there was, if there was some nefarious thing going on, do you think I'd be on the internet talking about it? We're everywhere now. <laughs> yeah. now. I wouldn't. <laughs> I can tell you that because I wouldn't want the hassle. No, but definitely I, not. But I've spent the last 32 years trying to make sure that you don't go what I went through. Yeah. And uh, be stuck in treatment for 18 months and come out and almost blow your head off with a gun. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. You know, they had broken me. And, and then I spent years, a decade of my life in a cult that, that was very counterproductive to my life. And I missed all the way till I was over 30 years old. From my youngest years going to AA with my mom, all the way to 30 years old was this sort of circuitous, God. painful thing. And it was unnecessary. So I've taken my experience and she had the same experience in her family. And we're averting that for you. We're making it so that you don't have to go down that path ever. Yeah. Yeah. I never, like from a very young age, I never had a like an accurate view of alcohol or drugs. I never had an accurate assessment or view or belief system surrounding myself and who I was and my personal abilities. Um, I mean, everything was skewed. And so that's why it took so long to, to figure out all of this stuff out for us, you know, and when he and Steven started sending me the chapters to the freedom model, I can't even tell you it was, and that was probably 2016, when you first started sending me those chapters, once you, once you guys started writing and you got that ball rolling, it was like, it was amazing. I was like, Oh my God, this is it. Yeah. Like we finally figured out how to articulate it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, or they did, I just read it and was blown away. Well, she's been, <laughs> she was also instrumental in, in paring it down and making it more readable and editing and, she did a lot of work on it too. I did. I but, did. But, but but those first chapters that I got, it was it was like a bolt of lightning. Like yeah. it was, it was like, which I know a lot of a lot of our readers have yeah. said when they start reading it. it I love like reading that. the um the reviews on Amazon because yeah. it, it it's it helps me to know that we did a good job. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's it's it is amazing. So you don't have to you don't have to struggle. No, you don't have to struggle. We've done it for you. We did the struggle for you. We lived that struggle. And to, the, to such an extreme, I really, it'd be hard for you to believe. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You so can, look, if you want to talk to someone about this, if you're wondering, you know, maybe you're like, do I really want to make that investment? Or or maybe do I feel like I need a little bit more help? Mm -hmm. um, don't forget, we also have uh, Freedom Model Private Instruction, which is... You know, it's about 12 classes to get through the whole book, 60 to 90 minute classes. Usually my classes run long, but I'm a talker. Um, and 
uh, and depending on if the other person's a talker too, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it's it's a fantastic option because you're one on one on Zoom, um, and sometimes some people prefer the phone, uh, but but you're just going over the book and learning how to apply it to your life. And it's, it's a great investment as well. You, and if you want information about any of our options and you want to talk to somebody about your specific situation, you can always call our toll-free number, which is 888-424-2626. I think it's up in the top corner um, of the, of the video. If you're watching, I know some people are listening to it. Mm-hmm. And lastly, there are situations like the situation I found myself in where my life was so chaotic when I was drinking and, and trying to get my life together that I needed time out. And that's what the retreat we're sitting in the retreat right now. And so we, we always have uh, four or five guests here and we do classes one-on-one in the privacy of this office actually right here. Yes. So yes. yeah, if you need to get away, go to the St. Jude retreat and that, that website is soberforever.net soberforever.net. So I think that will do it for our, um, Oh, I have one other thing. Oh, he has one other thing. Go ahead. One quick thing. Mm -hmm. And don't forget wet birds fly at night. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody have a great week. (laughs) Bye everyone.